and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we bring products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. That's a long sentence. <laughs> I'm Benedicta, and I'm feeling energized. And I'm Benedict. Today is February 20th. This is episode number 196, and I'm feeling a bit under the weather once again. Oh, no. No. I hope I don't, no. I hope I don't catch it through the monitor because Hopefully we are not, finally, yeah. finally in a place with energy and like margins <laughs> in life again. So I, no, nope. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the past couple of weeks of not being sick, but it seems like it's starting again. <laughs> oh. oh my! Oh my! And I'm not even I'm... sure why. I'm I, I barely leave the house these days. It's not like I see a lot of people where I can catch something, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, there might be a lack of D vitamins. I'm just saying. Maybe, yeah, but like my nice uh, key lights should be <laughs> providing some. <laughs> Do they provide you D vitamins though? I don't know if the key lights is it the correct they should, yeah. Oh, because there has to be like some like certain type of light. I mean they I I looked at the specs for the lights and the specs for my like vitamin D lamp and they're basically mm -hmm. the same, so I I guess. Okay. Well well, just don't go outside then. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I honestly, I want to go outside, but the weather has been shitty lately. It's not like that; it's raining all the time, but it's always like it's always, always overcast. It's cold. It looks like in our little notes, it looks like you have some fun building public updates. Uh, I have some fun building public. I have a lot fun. of fun updates. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I would like to go outside more, but it, honestly, it does, it's not nice outside, so I mostly stay inside. Anyways, um, yeah, we had some fun two weeks, I guess, or even more since we last had an update episode. But um, uh, one of the more eventful things that happened a couple of weeks ago was um, apparently there was an issue with our bank. Um, and I think like from... Customer support, it sounds like they had a technical glitch or whatever, but they weren't able to receive incoming money uh, one night. So they dropped one transfer from Stripe and basically rejected it. And yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate, but so far, I mean, shouldn't be a big deal. However, then we went down a, an interesting rabbit hole. Um, we got a notification from our bank um, that there was an issue, but they fixed it. And we got a notification from Stripe saying, oh, we can transfer your money. Um, but essentially, the bank said, just retry it and it will be fine. And Stripe's UI said, fix the issue. And then you can click this button and we will retry it. And as the, the issue was fixed, I clicked the button and assumed it would work. And then a day later, it said, the payment get didn't go through. There was an error. Your bank rejected it. And I was like, what? Um, talked to my bank again and they were like no it's fine we didn't see anything I was like okay weird tried it again failed again um, until we eventually figured out or like customer support at Stripe revealed that while the UI says you can retry you can't <laughs> 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 
or, or actually, I mean, it's a little bit more nuanced than that, but like there's a retry button on there. Do you assume it would retry? And it also, it does. But uh, what it doesn't tell you is that once a payout fails, that bank account gets flagged internally and put on hold. And every retry attempt will just fail. <laughs> and I it mean, will take like... Kind of clever of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> and it will take like at least a day or two for it to fail. Like they won't tell you instantly that it fails. They will no. basically pretend because they don't want you to click send... the button again and again. That would be that would be stupid. Yeah. Like and the thing is, like on the UI and and everything, it looked like they would actually do the transfer, and then two days later mm -hmm. or so, the transfer would fail because the bank rejected it. But that's not what's happening internally. They would literally just fake it. <laughs> <laughs> So um, after we, uh, I'd love after to see the design clear. of that feature. Like that would be great to see, like the internal schema yeah, or, like, or or diagram I, of this. It's like, and then we just wait two days or like a random. Let's wait randomly somewhere between one and two days, and then so it looks like it's a natural fail, but it's not a natural fail. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. Uh, that I'm basically <laughs> just faking it. Um, And maybe honestly, maybe they do. Who knows? They right? probably do. Um, and um, anyways, eventually we talked to customer support at Stripe. They wanted some proof that it's actually our bank account and stuff like that. And then apparently they unflagged it internally. And uh, surprise, it, it it worked. Like then a couple of days later, um, it was fine again. But overall, it took like a week. Mm. Um, and it wasn't a nice feeling to not have your money coming in um because at this at this time we, we basically get a transfer every day mm. um and when there's no transfers for for a week or so that's a that's a decent chunk of money <laughs> that's suddenly not in your bank account um and it was fine like it it, it didn't cause any major issues but we weren't sure if this like what exactly was going on and if we were able to resolve it and that was not a nice feeling. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the scariest things, right? With doing kind of worldwide businesses or like digital mm -hmm. businesses like we are doing because there are so many things in the banking world that could go wrong. And I remember back to how like PayPal for a while, like held everyone's money. Like there were so many reports coming out that merchants on PayPal, not so much the personal stuff, I think, but like there was a lot of merchants that just couldn't get mm. their money out. And it's like, I made these sales. I'm like, I am dependent on these sales and they're not coming through. And then you're like, you know, and then it, sometimes it just feels like you're, you're just talking to a, like an internet blob, you know, there's just like an entity, like <laughs> Stripe or PayPal. It's just like this, like entity that's just out there, but it, they're not really in your, like, you can't show up in their offices in your own town and be like, Come on, like give me the money, right? You're just give like you're my so money. <laughs> you're so dependent on them having all their systems in place. I also had some bank issues because um I was gonna pay um our VA, same one that um you use, and I did a transfer and I needed to have a transfer to a in the European Vice account because my current business bank only one only allows transfers to um, European bank account. So I could have done it in a different way, but since Wise has that opportunity, I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pay to this uh, European bank account. 
But then the invoice was in US dollars. And usually when I transfer money over to Sweden, I can just choose to do it in Norwegian counter or Swedish counter and they'll do some calculation and I'm not sure which one is best. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it in the amount that it says on the invoice, which is in US dollars. And it went through. And like in my bank account, the money was taken. And then our VA is like, hey, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too much of a bother, but like, have you paid this invoice? I'm like, yes, I have paid this invoice. <laughs> and I downloaded kind of the transaction and then they sent it over to, to Vice, but it was in Norwegian. So they were like, well, we can't see anything here. And I'm like, clearly you can see the bank details. I had to like annotate this PDF, sent it over again. And then suddenly my accountant sends me a screenshot and she's like, so what's this for? And I'm like, that's the money I've been trying to pay the VA. But then suddenly I realized, oh, it's the, you know, it's a plus, it's not a minus. Um, so that was the money coming back in. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that the Vice account could not receive funds. The European Vice account could not receive funds in USD. Mm. So they just like canceled and sent it back. So, but that took like three weeks. And at that point, we we're just like, there's, I'm like, should I just fly there? Like I could spend a week on the beach. Like it's right. fine. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't like not paying people, right? It's just, it's such an yes. awful feeling. And I can be a little bit messy. So I might be a little bit late and I tell my my uh, subcontractors or people I work with, I'm like, let me know on the day, like if the money isn't there in case I have, you know, messed up somehow. Um, but then I did it again and it came in in two days. So we're all good now. Yeah. That reminds but me, I had similar issues. Um with paying myself from UserList, um, where like this has been on a basically uh, a scheduled payment for the past three years, and in January, it just started failing, like for no reason whatsoever. Like nothing changed. Same, same bank details, same information, same amount as months and months before, and similar, right? It it went out, and like three days later. It came back in with no explanation. <laughs> and but it took I do me think a couple of tries to, to figure it out. And then eventually I set up everything new and fresh and then it worked. But I don't know why it failed. I mean, having worked a little bit in a bank, like there are a lot of checks in place. Like they will probably like a new year, they might be wanting it to be set up again because of, you know, what do you call it in English? White, white, um, laundry, money laundering. And stuff like mm -hmm. that. There are very, there's like a lot of, of checks in place when you start transferring money across borders. So yeah, I'm sure it was something like that. But uh, yeah, it's always annoying when it suddenly stops yeah. working where it was. And I think before. opaque was the word I was looking for earlier. Like it's just so you just get like failed and like no hints yeah. because. At least I know in Norway, like some of it is intentionally vague or opaque because if there's an investigation going, you're not supposed to give any information out to the person who are getting their transaction stopped or there, you know, if there is some sort of investigation, or you're thinking they're doing, doing money laundering. The bank can't be like, hey, we stopped your payments mm -hmm. because somebody's looking into you. We know. Like that's, <laughs> that's not OK. So then they're just like have these like vague error messages so that. Like it just takes time and then the law, you know, the authorities can like take their time. And then if they figure out, oh, it wasn't anything and you're flagged as okay, you don't even get to, you know, they won't tell you that there was an investigation or they would just be like, oh, you know, random error. And then suddenly it's all fine again. Um, yeah. So it is a part of the design. Like it's, yeah. Anywho, yeah. banks. Thanks. Thanks.
Banks. Banks, yeah. <laughs> Any other user list updates? Uh, yeah, like uh, while this was going on, like while the Stripe issue was going on, um, I actually started a couple of weeks before, but um, uh, we, someone reached out to us about acquiring one of our domains. So we had a couple of, like we have userless.com and stuff like that. But we also had a couple other other things that we're not actively using, but there was just, it used to be my domain, this one specifically, but I eventually transferred it to userless because we, we were using it for like experiments and stuff like that. Anyways, someone reached out to us asking to buy the domain. Um, and this happened in the past, but usually people were like, yeah, can I get it for free? Can I get it for 10 bucks or whatever? Um, so we usually brush them off. Um, and in this case, uh, they came with a price. And that wasn't a bad price, but it was also not like a game changer type of price mm -hmm. that they were willing to pay. So we were initially were like, yeah, no, like it's not worth it's not worth doing this. Um, it has to be at least something like ridiculously high amount of <laughs> Yeah, ridiculously high amount that will clearly be uh, similar to saying no with a number, right? Mm. And it was one of those situations where they didn't reply. Um, but then a week or two later, they were like, okay, let's do it. And we were like, what? <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm I'm not allowed to disclose the exact amount or the domain. But um, Boo, that would have been so fun. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I promise that I won't tell. Um, yeah. But we sold that domain and it was a decent chunk of money. Like, yeah, uh, that unexpected uh, nice uh, income stream, I guess. So that was that was a first for me. I never sold a domain before. Um, well, this is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have a couple of domains that I'd like to sell, but I'm not sure someone will take them from me. Um, but anyways, that was kind of unexpected, but also kind of nice because um, we can we can use the money like. Uh, mm -hmm. um, of salaries to pay and uh, service to pay for and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. uh, it was a helpful, uh, welcome incident, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, while we're talking about money, the, the other exciting thing I can share is um, that we made it to break even, finally. Woohoo! Um, Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, we had a number in mind. Screen? Yes, I can! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> You have to turn on know. your reactions. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. Um, so we were break even or are break even, but um, we're also not break even anymore <laughs> because immediately no. when we reached that point, we immediately increased our salaries from shitty <laughs> to okay ish. <laughs> it's like, yay! No. no, no, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. With okay salaries, we're not break even. <laughs> exactly. With okay salaries, we're not break even anymore. But um, yeah, like last year, all in all, I, I think I mentioned it before, it was a slow mm -hmm. year in terms of growth. And we were expecting to be break even or become profitable within last year. And it didn't happen. Mm. Um, so by the end of or in the middle of the year, we basically hit the brakes on everything, all spending, all 
like our salaries got decreased, we canceled everything that we don't absolutely need and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't clear that we'd uh, did that we'd make it to break even anytime soon, but um, December and January have been good in terms of growth, and um, that means we, uh, at least on paper, are break even and um, are able to, yeah start paying us okayish salaries again <laughs> which is kind of nice because it was was honestly was a little bit low uh, in the cu- in the past couple of months i think we decreased salaries for like four months or so mm. and it, yeah it was fine but i was spending more stuff on rent and uh, like i was dipping into my savings over the last yeah. couple of months so yeah. um glad to i guess stop that i have to do the math on that but it's it's fine. Like this is all at least better than before. So yeah, that's my. So was this without the uh, domain money? Is the domain money just like icing on the cake? Yeah, the but domain money is icing on the cake. Yeah, that's yeah. without the domain money. But honestly, the domain mm. money helped us to justify increasing our salaries a little bit mm. because it's a little bit of cushion on top. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. What a lucky break! Like sometimes I feel. Sometimes you feel like. You just get a break. Sometimes, yeah. It's not as it's not that often, and I think sometimes we might not notice them or like take the time to notice them as much as our unlucky breaks, which feel. You know. <laughs> yeah, you feel those more than the, the lucky ones, but uh, yeah. yeah. But this was one of those really good where it's like this. You know, I don't know how high it is. So like, but but it could be like one of those things that does that gives you that cushion to get over some hump like this is what without it you you know it might have been a harder harder next um months yeah it definitely helped like it all came together nicely uh, Mm -hmm. at the right time i guess so yeah um yeah now the goal is a little bit higher like our mr goal moved of like reached one goal of course (laughs) the goal post moved instantly Um, but, uh, yeah, like the plan is to stay frugal, not increase expenses until like we can, like we are break even with the location salaries and then probably increase it again, uh, because yeah, opportunity costs of running user lists are insane. And, uh, oh, yeah. it, it's time that we need that we get something out of this, um, finally (laughs) (laughs) so that's the plan for this year i guess but yeah that's that that, those are the major updates on my side um i've got smaller stuff to talk about but let's talk about your stuff first what's going on what's going on it's it's a lot of the same so uh for outsetta it's kind of like slow and steady work you know just working and working now um so i've been taking on a lot, of, or not taking on, but I've been working on the docs. So as with all tools, dev tools, I know I'm sure you also feel the feel the same way. It's like, you know, docs are not always have been the highest priority, and at least with us, Seta, the developer docs haven't been the highest priority because the majority of customers have been no coders. So there has been a more focus on kind of that set of documents. Mm-hmm. Could you hear those? Could you hear this noise? 
that was happening now. A little bit, but it's not. Those are our animals. They're like going insane right now. (laughs) (laughs) If I can get a photo of them, we could put in the description. Anyway, so today I published secure how to secure your webhooks with a signature, which is one of the things we've gotten a lot of questions about. So I'm trying to like, you know, do the ones that we are getting a lot of questions so that we spend less time on that support and can focus on the harder support. Like every startup that's like you know how you want to do it um and i think last week or the week before um i created a little article on how to do local development because we don't have the best support for that for that i think it's like similar with um you and your slice like you don't really have like a dev environment like you you set up another account for the customer and you'll be like, this is your staging account. Um, yeah. And we do something similar, but just like documenting that so that people can actually see that we've thought about it. And, you know, yes, you can do some local development, hoping to um, make developers like feel like, oh, this is something to, you know, something that I can use and something for me. Um, and I've been using Code Sandbox a lot to create snippets and also like a full demonstration of this webhook stuff because it's the same thing as with stripe where you do the verify stripe like when stripe sends you a webhook but we don't have libraries for that and even with stripe i i know there's been a lot of issues when i've helped people with the body coming in and then if you parse it with the express parser or just any of these serverless parsers you kind of lose the information that the signature check need checker needs mm-hmm. so having like a fully working example i chose just express a node showing like you need to get their raw body i hope like mm-hmm. that will help people get there faster um than just being like take the body and check the signature it's it's like yes if you're a, you know quite experienced developer you might understand like all the things involved but if you're not and most of our developers are not um then you know these things need to be more clear so i'm hoping you know, that we get some good responses on these articles. <laughs> but you never know it's, with documentation because, yeah. like, when it works, nobody tells you, right? <laughs> well, if it's really good documentation, <laughs> people will appreciate it and tell you, hey, that was good. So, yeah, yes, you might get some positive feedback there. I hope so. I need some positive feedback. Um, on the personal front, uh, as we uh, know, if you've been a longtime listener, January is insane for us. And I was like feeling, you know, it's just powering through, powering through. Uh, and we came out of it and I was like, oh, I'm so ready. But I was just so tired. But then I had this spa thing booked with uh, two friends from like way back when so we went to spa midweek for 24 hours i mean i came out of that just super relaxed or 10 two and three days later i was just so energized and inspired i redesigned mixed pod i created like this really cool design i had so much fun doing it and i don't really remember what happened like the week and a half before this spa thing i think i just like reset my brain I was trying to be like, oh, what did I do the week before? Because this was like a week ago now. And I was like, what did I do the week before? And I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I did. Um, but the spot thing. So next year, I'm just planning. I'm just going to book it for the first week of February. Because I know January <laughs> is the way it is. And I just couldn't get like geared back up. So I'm just going to book this. I'm just going to go spend 24 hours at the spa first week of february so that i can get back into like the groove of things faster that's my plan i'm going to put it in my calendar um so as i mentioned mixpod is a lot of fun i just made this like crazy 90s design and just like yeah went all out so if you go to mixpod.app it's not working but it looks super nice (laughs) (laughs) but we also have most of the features 
working um, on like a staging environment. So we, you can search for episodes and you can create playlists and you can add the episodes that you choose. And then on the next stream, we're gonna make sure that the episode is added to the, the playlist that you created. So they're connected. Um, and we're using, I don't know if we've talked about this on here yet, but we're using um, something, a guy behind Log Snag. It's like, he's also like a building public guy. He came up with this tiny stack, which is Astro with just an SQLite database. Mm -hmm. And then you can host it on Railway or Fly.oi or something like that. So we've been testing that for Mixpod because we didn't get any sponsors, right? So let's just use free tools. <laughs> so we are using free tools. Um, and it's working real, real well. And it's a lot of fun to just like have it all on one in one place and not needing to connect um, so much. And I don't think, and I think it's going to be like good enough for even a lot of usage because it's not, I mean, it's not that intensive of an app, mm -hmm. right? And when somebody has created, so for those who don't know, Mixpod, you're supposed to be able to create new podcast feeds out of um, existing podcast episodes. So you can make like a topical uh, podcast feed or you could just like collect five episodes that you want to gift somebody like uh, like you did with mixtapes back in the day. That's why it's called Mixpod. Um, but it's just so much fun. I'm having so much fun with it. And we're making clips and it's just like all coming together into that. After talking to Brian last podcast or like two weeks ago, we talked to Brian who's doing his yep. AI startup. I really managed to like really formulate what we've been wanting to do with content because I've been like on and off wanting to create content for others. And I've felt a lot like, why am I making these like, just like tutorials that are very like formulaic and, and, and that AI will probably be able to do pretty soon and a lot better where it's just like, okay, we're going to walk through this, how to set things up or like, you're just walking through code just like from A to B. And I haven't really been enjoying creating that, those kinds of videos I want like more entertaining videos or more like creative videos or like just creative project, creative videos. And so I feel like we're just very much like leaning into like the very like human content. So with live streams, like things can go wrong. Like it's not planned, it's not scripted and it's as far away as you can get from AI. <laughs> and <laughs> And I'm kind of, we're kind of leaning into that and also leaning into our craziness that is also hard to like, through human weirdness is also hard for AI to um, replicate, or that's my hypothesis at least. So we're kind of like leaning into that with our live streams. And then I was like, I just love live streaming. And then I realized like, why, why don't I sell live streams? Like for people, like people want to do more video, people want to create more content and having a live stream and then having that chopped up into like 10 clips, like most of our live streams can at least be 10 clips. Like that is something I know how to do now and I just love it. And I think I have the energy for it. And a lot of developers don't on their own, but usually when we get guests onto our live streams, like they become a different, I guess they become more themselves. Like I've seen videos they've made or I've seen like talks they've made and a lot of them are very robotic, but then they come on stream with me and me and Ula and suddenly they're just like relaxed. They kind of forget that they have to like be this like professional persona. Um, and yeah, so I just came up with a pitch that we want to try to sell streaming hosting. So if you are a developer tool 
out there, dear listener, you can now book me as your host and we'll do bi-weekly streams and chop it up into clips for you. And that's your content calendar solved with human people, with like human, with human content. content. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one who's interested already. So it's something like nice. when you find something, I'm like, but because I, I haven't thought about selling that aspect of it. But then I realized... Like, this is what I think is fun, and it's what's uniquely something I can do, like my genius zone, I guess they call it. Um, so maybe I should just sell that. So hopefully, cross cross your fingers. Um, so I'm trying to set up a little bit of a product ladder with, like, different DevRel services. So it's, like, streaming host, and then something I call mystery dev, which is, like, a mystery shopper. You book me, and I'll use your tool with the documentation yeah. <laughs> you already have, and I'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> I like uh, that yeah so you know it's been a while since I used user list like you know I'm just saying uh, and then I think I'll need to pay the bills with just straight up video creation there's a lot of people who want video creation of the kind of standard sort video creation until the AI is good enough um, so I'll just need to get some like volume so I can churn those out a little faster because they're not bad. Like the ones I make, they're not bad. But it's just like, per they're they're so far from the like the video I want to make. And mm -hmm. this is why I keep going back. And this is so stupid, right? Because you ca I can't get to the videos I want to make by by without making all the other videos. Like I need to make a lot of videos to get to to the point where I can make the videos that I envision in my head that are like yeah. It's code, but it's also like storytelling and different scenes, and it's more like engaging than just the screen and that's it and like now we're coding together uh yeah so i watched a lot of like how to create videos videos last <laughs> i got so excited about just like pushing yeah. through and like hopefully i can get to those videos i want to make at some point that's the hardest part about learning something new right where you where you realize that you like where your own goals and your own abilities don't overlap <laughs> and you have to be okay with like sucking at something that you really want to do well for quite a while before you get there and actually are good at it yeah i think i like the sucking part i dealt with i've kind of done that but then i get got like good enough that people kind of wanted to pay for it like i could sell videos i gotten paid to make videos and when I send them off now to people who are asking for videos they're like oh those are really great but they're not what I want like they're they're not the vision I want to make. Like it, they still it, suck. At least in your in my mind, they suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess, but it's like, but I can see that. Like I can see like the, the inkling of something better. But like I know it's gonna take so much time. And then I've been like, no, I don't have time for that. That's not what I'm gonna do. But now with AI, I was like, yes, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> compete against AI. <laughs> I don't know if this is good. A good bet on my end, but famous last words. <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> oh, but we'll see. We'll see. Nice. So oh, I'm like laughing so much, my tears are coming down my at my eyes. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then to finish off my update, the second thing that I realized in this whole Devrel um kind of exploration, Devrel services exploration is we created Pruner Follows like as a marketing asset for um, SEDA or in collaboration with SEDA. And it's like, oh, sponsored by SEDA. And you could use Pruner Follows to 
Pruner follows to unfollow people on Twitter. And then that got taken down because of the, or we couldn't, it didn't really work anymore with the Twitter API changes. And then I've been thinking a lot, it's a year ago, but it like keeps popping up. Like how, how could we make something out of it? Like how can we still get something out of it? And then with all of like DHH craziness around his like once, I'm like, oh my God, we can just like, people can just self-install it and then create their own app on Twitter, you know, and then they'll get all of the resources for themselves instead of having to share them with everyone who uses um pruner follows and then that got me to the next point where i'm like well this is much better for the dev tools because if you to use pruner follows you will actually have to make an account with zeta or whatever other tool that hopefully will sponsor us so it will actually get you much more like into into their services like it's a much better marketing asset if you actually go and download self-host and like create an account with the tools that we've used. And I've never seen anyone really do that. I mostly seen it with like demos, you know, like examples, but then you kind of already want to use the tool, you know, and you go and see the demo, how can I solve this? But this would be a step, you know, before that in the customer journey where it's like, you're not going out looking for it, but you really want to use Prune Your Follows, you self-host it. And while self-hosting, you need to get familiar with these tools. So I don't know if that is, there's like, there's some idea in there where I think like, that could be sellable if we can show that people are actually creating accounts with these tools. Yeah, that's. I think that's the big hypothesis that you have to test, right? That yes, people are actually willing to go through the motions of like downloading it, installing it, signing up with those accounts, and, and all of that, and then potentially buying it on top of that, right? I'm not not sure if you included that as well. Yeah, I don't think. It would be more that then the devs at least have experience with the tool. So if they, you know, in their jobs come to a situation where they need something like that, I would imagine a tool they've already tested a little bit would be would be what they would go for than tools they haven't tested. Yeah. Or at least it would yeah. be higher up on on the like go and let's check that out a little bit more. Um, but that's just a hypothesis. We'll see. We'll see. I like the I like the aspect of like offering the tool for free, but uh, getting sponsored by the providers that you need to connect to. <laughs> that, that there might be something there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then if you can like have a course on top of that, like how do you make this, or you can have content on like how do you make that, and that is part of kind of the the videos that most of these companies want anyway mm -hmm. um, yeah but it, but it's usually like how can you get to hello world which is not the most exciting yeah. content true true in in the world it needs to be made but it's <laughs> let's a, let you know ai can do that <laughs> yeah cool that's me so as you can hear i'm excited I'm excited. sounds like it yeah yeah nice. but some of the leads need to come down because, you know, I need to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else from you? Um, I guess we covered the, the most important stuff. Um, on the side now, we also launched an improvement to the to the workflow builder, mm. added new and new node types for creating an event, updating a new uh, updating a user, or waiting until something happens. So those have been the recent additions to our workflow builder. Um, 
And uh, we did a mini launch for that um, specifically. Like these were all features that we, in theory, already knew that we were going to do when we launched the first version. But it was the stuff we decided to postpone and then launch separately. And I think it was a good, it was a good idea. Uh, we got a lot of eyes on the product again, and, and we didn't do a product hunt launch or like a big. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did an announcement to the email list now that I think about it. But like we didn't do the product hunt thing, but that's about it. Like everything else was a a proper launch. And um yeah, we we should be doing more of those. Um and I'll be careful to at least keep track of the small changes we we launch um every couple of weeks and uh then bundle them up into a big announcement or bigger announcement. Because otherwise they'll yeah, no one will know about them anyway. So I don't um, even think you have to have that big big of an announcement because I've seen Lemon Squeezy. Like they add a button to their interface and it's like it gets a pretty image and a full tweet and a blog post. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like that's definitely a learning. Uh watching others. Um sometimes I'm looking at those and I'm like, this is the most mundane thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> But they make a big, big thing out of it by doing their marketing and like promoting the hell out of it, even if it's like something that to me as a, I don't know, developer or someone who's running. You're like, that wasn't hard to develop. It's like, (laughs) what? You did not have this before? Um, but then you see the reply tweets and people are like, yeah, you're killing it. You're shipping so fast. And you're like... Like, part of me is like, yeah, why didn't you have that? And the other part of me is like, respect for like being vocal yeah. about us, like promoting the hell out of it. And then I realized that we're doing this way too, too less. Like, we're not, not doing this often enough and uh, not doing a good job of like even celebrating the small, the small wins on the small improvements. So, yeah, we should be doing this more. Celebrating the small wins. That was my tweet today. I have, I was doing one of our clips, reviewing one of our um, clips from the live stream. And I notice I'm like clapping for myself <laughs> because we managed to save a playlist. <laughs> I'm like, yay! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the spirit, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, you got to celebrate this this milestone that you just like now upped, like properly <laughs> yeah. celebrating the milestone. Yeah, yeah. We had a call with Jane earlier today and uh, who basically acknowledged that we are bad at celebrating stuff like this mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. because we're exactly like okay done next milestone <laughs> <laughs> um but uh i noticed and i think we both noticed that with this one in particular you could really feel the the tension and anxiety reduce a bit like mm-hmm. be a bit less uh, because the last couple of months have been intense mm. and like when we realized that we basically made it last week um there was this sigh of relief and like okay <laughs> all good now and of course yes now we moved to goalpost again and in a way it's still yeah it's still not we're still not there and still not done but at least the like the basic needs are met right so that's mm-hmm. um that's a good feeling. And I think that's good enough for us right now. I don't think we need to pop the champagne. We just need to breathe. And I mean, you can pop the champagne at any <laughs> milestone. Like, 
That's what I'm going to start doing. Unfortunately, streams are at 11 o'clock in the morning. But otherwise, I'll just like... Well, pop. anytime, right? <laughs> I have like these tiny little Proseccos. They're like this big. I can like pop right. one every time we manage to do something. <laughs> That's going to be a very different stream, though. That's going to be a very different stream. Um... <laughs> the file saved successfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it's> like... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. But I don't know if you've noticed, yes. but we've had had viewers the whole time because I sent out Ooh. an email reminder before um, 15 minutes before we went live. So if you are somebody who listens to the podcast, we actually also go live on YouTube when we record us every other Tuesday at quarter past three CET. So if you want to comment or, you know, contribute to the conversation, you can uh, meet us on YouTube. Yep, exactly. That will be fun. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised that we have like people watching us right now. It's kind of kind of cool. <clears throat> I feel like it's this the first it... almost. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's the first I've seen it be above like one viewer the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, uh, if you want to, and I do get every now and then I get, uh, DMs on, um, I think it's the mega make it slack from, uh, one of our listeners. Um, so people are listening, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. And, uh, I guess I'll talk to you in two weeks. Yeah. And see you around the interwebs. Bye. Bye.